Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I get to have these amazing conversations with amazing people to help everybody hear all the different ways that we become who we need to be in order to achieve what we want to achieve and all the fun stuff that happens on the way on the way there, right? So I'm so excited today to introduce you to Janet Neal. And this is the power of networking, right? I don't know if we're one person, re- I think we're only one person removed, but that was just one. just one person removed. But the beauty of networking is when you meet people who get you, And then they send other people to you who they know are going to get you also. And that's how I met you through a mutual acquaintance friend, Patty Black, who's absolutely awesome. She has a podcast with me as well. If you haven't listened to that, Um, we hit it off. We had like the most fun conversation and I'm like, okay, this person, let's just record this for other people to hear as well. So why don't you give folks a more formal introduction into who you are and what it is that you do for people. Thank you, Erin. And yes, I am thrilled to be back talking to you again because we we had a great conversation. I just love your energy. So glad to be back in it. So I love the one thing that you said about um, learning to be yourself because that really goes directly into who I am and what my brand is all about. So a little background on me. I was a teacher who then found herself working at IBM for 20 years. And (laughs) uh, yeah, I know that's a whole, we could do a whole nother segment on that. Um, And then um, while I was at IBM, I started the first work-life balance initiative uh, for them back in the 90s. And before I even had heard the terminology and I realized that was really um, more my passion than selling computers. And so I developed um, a methodology to help people to learn how to find balance in their lives. And while I was doing this, I found that the key to it was really about learning to be yourself, about tying into your values, your beliefs, your passions. Um, And that evolved through the years of my coaching and training and speaking um, to this belief that women have the power to change this world in an instant as soon as we realize it. Because so many of us are chasing that superwoman ideal that mm, I have yet to meet one that it's worked for them. Um, And so I came up with this idea of being a superb woman, add that B, because it's all about the B. And so that is what I have been doing for the last few years is helping to um, promote this idea to women 
to let go, to drop the cape, let go of that superwoman ideal. Instead, be yourself, tap into your strengths, and then go do amazing things. And through that process, I've met amazing women. And Patty Black is one of them. And Patty and I then decided to start a business together called Next Steps Navigation, where we help emerging young adults, those people who have just graduated from college and are like, oh, what do I do next? <laughs> oh, wow. That's what I thought it was going to be. Exactly. And so we help them to be their best selves and to um, find their path in life. So backing this all up, how long, if there's an answer to this, did it take you? Because I know those of us of a certain age, and even, you know, let's face it, it was worse before. I don't even know that it's gotten much better. There's so much pressure to follow a path, which may or may not have anything to do with who you are. Correct. When did you, you know, what, what happened where you kind of realized maybe you weren't being yourself and that this was the key to it? Yeah, great question. I think that, um, you know, when I talk to coaching clients, I always have them go back to their childhood and to have them tell me what was, um, you know, what was a time when they were in joy that was just their favorite thing that they were doing. And if I go back to my own childhood, um, it was, exploring and going out on my bike and just going and exploring. Yeah, we used to and, do that. It's this crazy yes, thing. We'll go go ride be bikes. Back. Yeah. I'll ride be back bike. at dinner and go by myself <laughs> into the woods. Sure. Yeah. You do that now. Um, but that it was that. And then it was playing school. <laughs> I was always the teacher. So I knew I was a teacher. I knew, and I knew that I like to explore new things. And then fast forward, I get caught up in the whole thing, just like you talk about that, you know, what people tell you, you should do. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, I went and I was a teacher for a while and I burnt out because I put so much of myself into it. Well, I think there is a very, very big difference. And this is not just teaching. I think there are several fields you could say this about the concept of what a teacher is. Yes. And the industry of teaching have nothing oh, to do yes. with each other. Oh, yes, absolutely. I know a lot of policemen who have that same issue. Mm-hmm. They go through the academy and they become a police officer to serve and protect. And then the industry of policing is nothing yeah. like, which just shows you, especially going back to teaching, there should be a different way. Like, mm. If this is the process and it doesn't work most of the time, why is yeah. it right? Yeah, I've t- I've heard it's like if you can make it past your third year, then you'll last. But that's what I did. I was three years theory. and out. I know. I if know. you can make. I mean, think about the way you just said that. If you can make it past your third year, then you'll last. Like mm-hmm. that's where we're setting the bar at lasting. Exactly. Exactly. So I was devastated at that point. And so, because I'm like, I know I'm a teacher mm-hmm. and, and yet this isn't working for me. And so what I did then is I just went into pure, okay, forget me. What do you want me to do? And that's when I started. And that was a whole process that lasted um, probably two decades 
Um, well, and before... you know what makes it harder? I would say it makes it harder when you are successful at the thing somebody else told you you needed yes. to do. It almost makes it work. Like if you failed at it, Correct. you would have known sooner that it wasn't your path. But when yep. you're successful within the path, even if it's not the true you, yep. it probably makes it harder. Yep. To- yeah. I would agree with that. And, um, you know, it was a combination of things. It was, it was that I was very successful in what I was doing. Um, and then I believe that um, the universe talks to me um, in different ways. So the first one is there's that little voice. And back then, I just totally ignored. Probably, I, didn't, I didn't even hear that voice. You were right? way too busy for a little voice. Way too busy. <laughs> right. So then the next one is it comes around and it taps on your shoulder. And I'd be like, right? <laughs> and then I'd wait for the two by four to hit me across right. the head, <laughs> right? So, so I had a series of two by fours <laughs> that hit me in my, um, my corporate career um, that you know I just couldn't ignore any longer. And um, it was the first time in my life that I actually listened to that and went, oh, wait a minute. And I had a knowing and thank goodness I really listened. I had a knowing, you know, there's just something inside of me that said, if you do not stop what you're doing now, you're going to get sick. I just knew it. I knew I was on that path. And so I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, but I asked you decided I had to leave. You had to do something. And I have a question for you because this has come up in a several conversations for me in the last week or so, because there is that knowing and it's time and you're mm-hmm. listening, but there's two parts to this that I'm curious about for you. One, how did you have the faith to believe in it? And two, how do you know the difference between the voice that tells you to go on the path because it's the right move or the voice that tells you to go make a decision based on fear, squirrel, staying in your kit, you know, the, the fear-based voice right. versus the inspiring voice? Right. Well, there were a series of things that happened and I had been on a probably in the... Um at that point, two or three years into a, a, a personal journey of trying to self-discovery, right? Mm-hmm. So I was doing work on myself. So I was in therapy and I was studying and, and I was doing all kinds of things. So I, I, start, I was starting to know who I was. I had lost that connection before and I was starting to, to, fig, to get back into the connection. So that was really important because in the past, if something like that happened to me, I didn't have the tools. I didn't know what to do with that. So that was very important that, that, that it was the timing I had put in the work ahead of time. And then, um, it was just trust. It was just, it was such a strong feeling that I just knew. I mean, it was just one of those things, you know, I just knew I had to to leave that I couldn't. I could not not do it, right? But but here's the thing: I did not have any support. I did not. I was married at the time. My husband was not supportive of me leaving. 
My parents were not supportive. Oh, you of me do, I say all the time, you do not want to be, I had that same thing. Not that they weren't supportive, but they just don't have any frame of no. reference. Like Correct. you don't want to be the person to tell your mother, you're leaving a six figure job to go do X, With Y, anything. Business, right. Yeah. 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 So I, I, and I had always been the good girl and the people pleaser and, you know, God forbid, I'm going to disappoint somebody. Um, so it was so huge for me on so many different levels and, and probably one of the scariest things I ever did. And I did it and ta-da! it's like leap and the net shall appear. And that's absolutely what happened. And it, it doesn't matter the analogy I already always use. It doesn't matter if you get pushed off the cliff or you jump. It really doesn't <laughs> yep. because it's just the starting point. The bottom line is you end up falling off the cliff. Yep. Yep. And there has to be, I'm, I'm, my current goal, and, and what is the trait? Who do you have to be to not just turn around and get another job. So many people are miserable in their job. So they just get a different job. Right. I honestly believe, and I wasn't miserable. I had a freaking great job with great people. But I believe the reason I got my MBA was because I was unsettled and didn't know what to do with myself. And I wasn't listening to the voice. Mm. The voice, you're right. The voice you're talking about was telling me I needed to do something more and I couldn't figure out what it was. Mm. And entrepreneurship was so far out of my frame of reference that I just thought I, I needed to do something. So I went back to school. Yep. And a yep. great decision. Still use all, you know, couldn't be doing mm -hmm. what I'm doing now if I hadn't done that. But what makes that person make that? I mean, we, we live in this world. We are surrounded by people who complain about their jobs. <laughs> and yeah, it's that, a thing. It's a thing, right? And it's now an approved, you know, it's for a long time. It's been an approved thing, working for the weekend, hump days, miserable Monday. I don't get it. It's been a long time. I I've never been one to stay in a scenario where I felt that way. Right. But what is the thing that makes you that courage, that faith? Because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's Faith in yourself. In yourself. Yep. The mm -hmm. trust. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to um, be clear about it, I didn't leave IBM and go into entrepreneurship. I took another job, but I took a job with a small startup company. So it was mm -hmm. like, it was like an education for me. That's yeah, yeah. It's I mean, IBM unknown opportunity. Exactly, exactly. So it was a big leap, um, yeah. but it wasn't completely out. But and what it did for me, though, it was a stepping stone. I so, did the same thing by buying yep. a franchise. I don't know that I could have gone from corporate to purely entrepreneur without that stepping stone. Yeah, exactly. Because I learned so much. I learned how to start a business. I had some support there and I just was there for two years. And then I went, okay, now I have it. And that was the confidence that I needed then because I had the, I had already developed what I was going to do um, two years prior, but I wasn't ready because I wasn't confident enough. So I took this job and it gave me just that much more confidence that I needed 
in order to go out there. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. Absolutely love it. So what are you the most proud of in this journey? Um, you know, there's a lot of moments that I'm very proud of. I think, I think the one is that it's just taking the leap, just trusting myself and taking Absolutely. the leap. I, that's, it's the hugest thing. And it is most people. And you know, when we say most people don't do it, I don't even come from that in a judgmental way because it's not the normal path. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who have great corporate careers. I had a great corporate career yep. and that's the right path for them. And there's right. nothing to be ashamed of by not leaving. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But leaving that expectation, the security, everything you know about how the world works. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what didn't work? Like when you left, I'm a big <laughs> fan of sharing these stories because there's just so, you know, first of all, you're like me, I know how to grow a business. You know how to grow a business. You understand from a marketing standpoint, you have to get out there in front of people and be the person your ideal client feels and envisions can solve their problem. Yeah. And at absolutely. the same time, the truth of the matter is we don't get there in one day. And right. I think there's a lot to learn from the things that don't work so that the people behind, you know, let's shorten their learning curve. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just thinking that um, the one thing, you know, going back to what I was talking about with um, who I was as a kid about being an explorer, mm-hmm. that I wasn't afraid to explore. I tapped back into that. And so I'd, I'd go, I have, I think curiosity is one of the most valuable things that somebody can have. And so I'd go, okay, well, how about this? And I wasn't afraid to try new things. And, um, and then you fail and then you go, (laughs) okay, well, that wasn't the right way. All right, let's try this. And, um, so that's been, that was really interesting in, in going through doing all of that. Because everything you knew from corporate is that's how you lose your job. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And that's what I would, that's what actually got me out of corporate is I wanted a job where I could be myself and go do my own thing. And so I said to my boss, you know, I've just brought in this multi-million dollar contract. I've been very successful. I think it's time for me to move on. And she goes, no, no, we need you here doing this, you know, in the box. And I went, oh no. So so that's actually what what made me leave. And so I just used that. But the one thing that was very funny was when you work for yourself, you have to do everything for yourself. So when my computer stopped working, I was like, who do I call? That was <laughs> Where's my, first my IT department? Right? Oh, my, oh my God. I so hear you. That was my first entrepreneurial meltdown yeah. was three days in when the printer didn't work. Yeah. And I didn't even know where to start. 
with this exactly. problem. <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute, I can't call Brian in IT anymore. I got to tell you, I called Brian in IT anyway. I did the same <laughs> thing. I did the same thing. I was like, and, and funny enough, the guy's name was Brian. That's awesome. It was the same guy. I'm like, Brian, can you just help me? <laughs> Exactly. Who to talk to? <laughs> I took, I'll go one better for you. I bought Brian a pizza and took him to Best Buy and said, oh, tell me what to buy. I don't <laughs> care. Just tell me what to purchase. Exactly. And then he came over and put it together and I fed the very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that's good. That's utilizing your resources. That's how I felt about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 So what is the biggest thing? And I know it's about being yourself, but like, what's the biggest thing you want entrepreneurs to know? And I know you work with more than entrepreneurs. I know yeah. that you work mm-hmm. with a wide variety of people mm-hmm. who are really trying to, they know something's missing. They're not sure what. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and yeah. that's, a, that's how I often describe it because the biggest challenge in a lot of what we do for a living is that people know there's something wrong, but they don't know what it is. Exactly. But what we know, so if you apply everything you now know to an entrepreneurial mindset, who do they have to be? Well, they have to be themselves. They have to tap into their strengths, um, their um, passions, their goals. If If there's no passion behind what they're doing, they're not going to succeed. You know, they'll be successful for a period of time, but being an entrepreneur is tough. It's lonely. Um, you know, you can't turn and go, Hey, did you hear about, well, you can, but, but it's not the same thing, right? The cat really doesn't care what's going on. No, exactly. My dog has heard many stories. Um, but yeah. And so you have to have that passion to drive you through the tough times. Um, and that belief of why you're doing what you're doing. I, yeah, I refer to a lot of that. It's got to be a bigger reason than just paying the electric bill on time. Exactly. Because if that's all it is, then go get a job. Right. Because it's hard and it's not enough to pull you through the heart. Exactly. It's not enough to pull you through the heart. So how do you figure that out? How do you figure out who you, you know, for, those of those folks who realize that might be part of what's holding them back. How do you figure out who you are? Yeah. So when I work with clients like that, what I do is I start with a values um, assessment um, and figure out what their values are. And then we, we, we just do kind of a data thing where we figure out, okay, so if these are your values now, how are you spending your time now? How do they match up? Right. And so many times it's this like light bulb goes off like, oh, well, that's why I'm not feeling good because these are my values and this is what I'm doing. And, and they so have nothing to do how, with you. Right. Yeah. So how do you match those together? Um, because that's where that passion, that's where that energy comes in that will sustain you. Um, so that's where you start is with, that's where I start with my clients is there. And then, um, you know, maintain the curiosity. Like I said, it's like, you know, okay, so let's, all right, what's your goal? All right. So let's put a plan together and let's start going that way. And if something happens, what do we do then? Well, and how many people, I find this very interesting. 
how many people have no idea they don't have a goal because they have no idea what they want and they also have lost any realization they're allowed to want something yes now here's what i found has been so interesting in working with these young adults is um you know they come out of college and they are uh, they have a lot of book learning right so they're really smart um but they do not have the social skill and no. they don't know how to have a conversation with somebody, you know, can I text somebody something? And I'm like, so here's a kid who's graduated from college. They don't know what they want to do. So we figure out what their passions are. Right. And so then I say, okay, go talk to who do you know that does this kind of thing? They'll come up with somebody. I said, okay, go have a conversation. And they're like, a conversation. That is how my entire career I was managing apartments. You'll love this. As a 10-year-old in Chicago, because my mother was a leasing agent, I used to go help lease apartments. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. That doesn't sound like you. (laughs) (laughs) You would never do this to your kids now. Like, here, here's, you're 11 years old. Go show this 35-year-old man the vacant apartment on the 40th floor. Like, you would not do that now. No, nothing ever happened. <laughs> nothing bad ever happened to me. I used to actually run a switchboard like on the Carol Barnett show. Like when no. I was 12 years old. Yeah. And because the apartments used to be a hotel and way before answering machines, I used to answer their phones for them if they didn't answer. But the way, so I graduated college, didn't have a job. I used to lease apartments when I was 12. You could fudge that on a resume a little bit. Don't tell them you're 12. (laughs) And I got a job. But when I got to the point where like, okay, what do I actually want to do? My stepdad knew a man who was in industrial real estate. And he just had me call this man. Mm -hmm. And this man took me out to dinner or no breakfast. We met for breakfast. And he told me all sorts of things Yep. and he introduced me to somebody Yep. and I had an informational interview. Exactly. Yep. And I, so it was networking. I didn't know that because I was exactly. like 21 years old and scared out of my mind, but it was networking. It was, I know a guy, okay, now that's the next piece of information. Who can you help? And they were all helping each other because of their network, not mine at that point. But I literally got my first corporate job because of those men, their willingness to share information, happily, happily yes. share information, yep. Yep. happily make the next introduction. Now, I had to go on the interview and get the job, but they don't teach that. Now, I think that still happens, but I think it, totally it does. happens without the child. And I use that term loosely because they're really an adult at that point, but it happens without their involvement. The parents line it all up. Oh, that does happen. That can happen. Yeah. In certain socioeconomic. Exactly. It happens. Yeah. It doesn't happen anymore for someone like myself whose mother started out as a beautician and then was a leasing agent. My dad was a cop and my stepdad was an electrician. Yep. It's not happening in that world anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it still depend. Uh, it doesn't matter what socioeconomic 
um, bucket you fall into. Um, if you are um, a Gen Z, is that what we're saying now? Yeah. You have grown up with technology and your main way of communicating is texting or you know, it's been electronic. It's been electronic. And it's they been haven't electronic. been taught how do you sit down with a stranger in an authoritative position yep. and have and ask them questions. And ask them questions. Exactly. And be curious. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what I do um, when I work with the emerging adults is help them with that skill set. Uh, cause it's really necessary. Well, here's the thing. It's the exact same skill set that I recommend to my early entrepreneurs. Yeah. Before you go create something, before you spend all this time and money building a course, you don't know if anybody wants. Yep. Go talk to people. Yep. Exactly. And it just, I think it's really the just about the number one. I mean, that's the reason you and I are talking today. It's because we talk to people, but also like I have a new program I'm launching. I'm all excited about it. I'm not doing some big fancy online. No, I'm just talking to people. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And I talk about it. Um, I do some corporate training and, um, and I encourage the people in corporations to talk to each other in the corporation as well. And I, I point out that, you know, in the last, I can't even tell you the last time I actually applied for a job, it's <laughs> all from talking to people that I have gotten new gigs and, you know, you know, either I say, you know, I'm looking for something and somebody um, tells me, or someone will recommend me um, and say, are you interested in, right? I so probably 24. The last time you applied? The last time I, well, we'll date ourselves a little. We had one ads. Right? You looked in the paper. Last time we looked in the paper and circled. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You mailed the resume. Exactly. No mm-hmm. way of knowing if it even ever showed up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. So. And so, you know, now there's so many online tools, you know, where people go online and apply for jobs and they're just, you know, one of millions that are scanned by a computer. So the ones who are getting the jobs are the ones that are having the conversations that are saying, hey, you know, you need to talk to so-and-so. And they're then- jumping the process. Exactly. So exactly. I have a random question just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I would love your take on this because I, much like you believe, you know, I teach success as an entrepreneur through being your authentic self, you know, yeah. success, like you, you totally mentioned this is a success in corporate is about fitting in their box. Yes. Success as an entrepreneur is about being your authentic self. Mm-hmm. So on one side of this argument, I a hundred percent agree with you, but the other thing I'm watching happen is the excuse of that's my truth. I'm just speaking my truth. This is just Mm. me as Mm -hmm. a way to blame everyone else for any misfortune or why you can't get ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a thing. And being yourself is, does not mean abdicating responsibility. Exactly. And that is a whole nother element of the younger generation. Um, that we have to talk through. 
with and they were with taught clients. This. You know, here's yeah. the thing. I don't judge them because they were taught this. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. So uh, being a parent, um, you know, I'd like to think I'm blameless, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and I, so, I always say I could have, I don't have kids. I could have screwed up kids <laughs> in six different ways easily. Fortunately, fortunately, um, my kids knock on wood t- turned out pretty well, but I think they saw me learning and growing along the way. Yeah. Um, and that was part of my whole, um, shtick was to make sure that I was a positive role model for them. So I didn't try to hide all the angst and everything that was going on, but I wanted them to, to learn how to use that right. and how to propel yourself forward from that. Absolutely. Yep. And, and I got to tell you, especially not having kids, I talked to so many women whose reason that's bigger than them is to be the role model to their children. Yep. Not to be able to make money to give their children everything they right. want, but to, and I don't think there's a better thing to shoot for. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. Exactly. So if someone wants to continue this conversation with you and learn even a smidgen of all the things you have to offer, <laughs> I mean, because seriously. Oh my God. It could go on forever. <laughs> it could go on. Right? <laughs> Mutual admiration. Festival. Um, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, there's a couple of different ways. If you are looking for something with a emerging adult, uh, nextstepsnavigation.com is the website and you can go there and you can go through the contact page there. If you're looking for something for, um, a woman who is stuck in her life and wants to figure out what's next, um, and how she gets there, it's the superb woman.com. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for spending time with me. Erin, this was a delight. Awesome. And I'm, we can just do this again. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.